One of the great blessings in life is the recognition that when it comes to our faith, we're not dealing with a zero-sum game. And by that I mean there's not one winner and a bunch of losers, that ultimately we're all tied up in this together. So as I now have the great privilege and joy and new challenge of having two housemates as opposing to living in a house by myself like normal. Uh, The joy is, is that as Darren or Joseph grows in holiness, it's not as though there's less holiness for me, that ultimately the goal is for all three of us, and by extension, everyone, to continue to grow in holiness all the time because The more holiness there is, the more that there is for all of us to enjoy. And I think the key to reading this gospel today is to look at who Jesus is addressing the parable to. As St. Luke tells us, it was addressed to those who were convinced of their own righteousness and despised everyone else. Okay. Is righteousness a bad thing? No, it's not. In fact, we just had the solemnity of St. Joseph the other day, and one of the great titles that he has, that scripture gives him, is that he was a righteous man. That's why he wasn't going to expose our blessed mother to shame. He was going to divorce her quietly. Why? Because he didn't despise everyone else. It wasn't as though he saw something about Mary, he wanted everyone to know and to put her down. No, no. He was a righteous man. He wanted righteousness to grow. He moved about in a righteous way. And obviously, in being righteous, he was led to more and more riches, so to speak. More and more riches in the spiritual life. Being close to our Blessed Mother. Being close to our Lord. He was a righteous man. And we're called to the same thing. To be righteous. To continue to strive to grow in holiness. I remember one of my buddies saying in seminary that when it comes to the spiritual life, that it's important that we keep climbing the mountain, so to speak. That as soon as you start to plateau or just get satisfied with your own righteousness, you start to backslide. There really is never a time in the spiritual life that we can basically say, okay, I'm there. I'll just phone it in from here on out. No, we have to keep striving to grow. But if we take into account what our Lord is asking of us, it's not as though at the end of time, you know, there's going to be some sort of a, you know, big comparison sort of thing that, you know, when you go before our Lord, that you're going to be able to say, you know, yeah, I failed in this way, but look at Bob, my neighbor, or look at fill in the blank of your favorite or least favorite politician and say, well, I'm better than them. Our Lord's not going to be asking you about Bob, your next door neighbor, or fill in the blank politician. He's going to ask you about you and how you strove to grow in holiness and how you cared about those around you. Notice the second half of that phrase. Jesus addressed the parable to those who were convinced of their own righteousness and despised everyone else. And as we gather on this Saturday morning, it's always good to reflect upon our Blessed Mother and all the different ways that she has taught us. Think about the message at Fatima. What is so tied up in that praying of the daily rosary is the intention of the conversion of poor sinners. She said to Saints Francisco and Jacinta and servant of God Lucia that look at how many souls go to hell 
because there's no one to pray for them. What are we called to do? To pray for those around us. Not to say, hey, everybody around us, look at how righteous I am. I'm amazing. No, but to pray for them that they too might know the joy of righteousness, might know the joy of being close to Christ who comes to us. And that ultimately the gift of righteousness isn't so that we can be self-satisfied, that we can kick back and not worry about anything, but that we can continue to experience his love. And what does that love look like completely poured out? Jesus Christ on the cross. If we're going to grow in righteousness, we have to rend our hearts and not our garments. We have to strive to be the authentic witnesses of Christ that we're called to be. And that's an everyday affair. A day, you know, when we keep striving to grow each and every day, we keep striving to climb the mountain. And at this unique time, as for the second day in a row, I'm preaching up to the choir loft over a bunch of empty pews. At least I have three guys behind me today. It's great to have Deacon, Deacon Jim back with us today. Always wonderful to have him here. But as we have, obviously, a unique time, when we have a change to our schedule, and I'll tell you, just my own sort of personal struggle over the last 24 hours, is realizing I'm really tired. And I think it comes from the fact of we're having to sort of refigure everything out. You can't just sort of go along with the routine. So as our routines are sort of left in shambles, so to speak, and we're trying to figure out new schedules for our day-to-day life, it's a good opportunity to take account of what do I do with the time that I have every day. And I'll tell you one way I was sort of encouraged is, you know, typically at a daily mass, I'd say we get anywhere from 40 to 60 people. I'd say that's about the average. And then looking on our Facebook video count from yesterday, I think we had something like, I'm just going to say 600 views. It might have even been more than that. I'm not positive. I don't want to embellish. But, you know, I, I said that to my friend last night on the phone, Father Vince Giacobazzi. And it's like, oh my goodness, you know, like that's like 10 times more people tuning in for daily mass than normally do. And he said, you know, don't get a big head, Father. They have nothing else to do. I said, okay, I appreciate that. But notice the fact that as your schedule changes, right? Normally we have mass at 8 a.m., not 9 a.m. As you have a little more time, as you are tuning in, as we have more people viewing, ask yourself the question, why don't I do this all the time? Why don't I take the time to pray for the conversion of poor sinners, to grow in true righteousness like our blessed mother who said, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. Not, hey, everybody, look at me, I'm amazing. No, Mary takes that blessedness, takes that righteousness and then encourages us to pray for the conversion of poor sinners. She intercedes on our behalf and we're called to do the same thing. To keep, to keep climbing the spiritual mountain and also strive to bring as many people along as we can. To do it with love. And yes, at times to do it in a, you know, a way that kind of challenges others. But don't fall into the trap right now of just sitting back, looking at society and saying, wow, everything's going to hell in a handbasket, I guess. Well, no, we have a role to play. To first of all, Strive to grow in loving righteousness, to grow in love of our Lord, and then to help others to do the same, 
to pray for them, to pray for the conversion of poor sinners, that they too know the rest and the peace that come from having a relationship with Jesus Christ. And remember who he sent to help us to have that relationship? His mom, our blessed mother, who calls us to come closer and closer to him all the time. And remember, what did she tell the shepherd children? Pray the rosary every day. At the end of the day, that rosary helps us to grow in relationship with our Lord, to not only grow in righteousness, but to also pray for the conversion of poor sinners, to pray that others may be drawn into that relationship as well, that relationship that at the source and summit of it, at the heart, is Jesus Christ truly present in the Eucharist. Today, let's beg for that grace to have him in our hearts, to be ever closer to him and to draw others into that love as well. My brothers and sisters in Christ, we're all in this together. As we move forward and look at the time ahead of us, uncertain though it may be, at the heart of it all though is the certainty that Christ remains in our midst. May we grow in love with him and help others to share that love as well. Praise be Jesus Christ now and forever.